Hola, soy Diego Palacios. Sigue, aguante en fútbol. Hey Vince, you okay? Yeah, I don't know. It just feels weird coming off a loss. Hey man, look on the bright side. At least you still got me. Right. Well, we still have a great show for you today. We'll break down what went wrong on Saturday and how we can put this behind us. The Scarf himself will be joining us, and Class of 22 is sure to brighten the mood. LAFC 360 starts now. Welcome into another episode of LAFC 360. I'm Vince LaRosa. For only the second time this season, we're doing this show following a loss, so it goes to show that we're a good luck charm. Uh, it just feels a little weird though today, so let me introduce the panel and we'll help break this down, what happened over the weekend. To my right, the man himself, uh, we, we teased you in the in the cold open, I JR. I heard that, uh, that's, that's big shoes, I like it. Dapped like you up it. a little bit there. I appreciate that. Uh, and then beyond him, Beyond him, to my far right, the voice of LAFC, Max Bredos. He's back. I was told uh, before the show that uh, Scarf watched this game three times. Three times. Which is probably one and a half times too many. <laughs> but uh, it's good. So and do you find anything out of it that uh, you can uh, take away after the third, third viewing? Third time was the least of the enjoyable times, actually. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like three more times than I actually watched that game. <laughs> it kind of, yeah. It's like you watched it. It was like, uh, I, yeah. I, don't know how to, I don't know how to process this I was this hoping thing. I missed something. I did not. Yeah, Max, yeah. Jessica, and I all have fun on the yeah. watch party with, with you guys in the chat. We had a great time on the watch party, but we uh, – Probably about yeah, the 30, Wilson. 35th minute. We started to just kind of. Right. We were making it up. As no, we I hear you. Oh. <laughs> All right. But before we get started, Three don't forget to many. click on that subscribe button, guys. <laughs> like this video and click on the bell icon to be notified of new videos. Thank you, as always, for your support. It's really what makes this show go, as we can see in the chat. Like, subscribe. You guys, are, you guys are flying. I love this chat already. Tell All a right. friend to subscribe. Okay, chat. It's time to rip the Band-Aid off this and dissect LFC's poor performance on Saturday. It's time for Hashtag with <sighs> Love it. You got a little karate chop. And I got some breaking news for you guys. If you didn't already see the, the tweet, it looks like we're going to have the man himself, J Mac Daddy, John McCarthy, will join us later on in the show. So we'll get a chance to talk to him. And hopefully, you guys can ask some questions through us. We'll be yep. your conduits to him. But before the three of us really break down what happened here, let's, let's hear directly from Steve Trundle and let's see what he had to say right after that loss. Yeah, my initial thoughts are, I think we all watched a very poor football match today. Um, both teams were, were quite poor. And Colorado was the better team in a poor match. Um, and they won this game in the first 20 minutes. We didn't, uh, we weren't aware, awake, um, nor um, were we good enough, um, good enough competing in the first 20 minutes. And I think, um, you know, that's what decided this game. It's going to encapsulate a 90 <laughs> yeah. minute game. Why did I watch it three times? Yeah, why did you watch it? <laughs> All three you have to do is watch that. Oh. I like how he bra he dragged down the Rapids too, because both teams were bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, 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 do you think that's what he was laughing at when he kind of had like he's like that little joke, little side there? Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, but Steve didn't mince words. Uh, right. He got right to it in the loss. Is there anything we could add to just the general malaise of how bad that game was? Look, I, I think they were tired. They were listless. They were just there was no creativity in the first half. And when you go down two goals on two relatively questionable calls, although I, I'm, I think I'm in the minority when I say I think Ted Uncle got them both right. 
Boo, uh, scarf! I, right? right? Boo! I, I just think right. it took whatever was left of the wind in their sails completely out at that point. I love how uh, direct uh, Steve Trudillo was because he's always, you know, he, he always presents it in a, in a nice package when you talk mm -hmm. to him. He's very friendly. He remembers your name. And that's that's going to continue. But this was uh, the required response. And uh, he meant he was all business. Yeah. And he certainly brought that there. And, and he knows now this is a practice for him because he's in his first year as a full-time coach like this that how does he handle it? Mm -hmm. How does he take this video? Because a lot of times you go, you get that one, you throw it away. You don't. Right. You find things to, to pull out of that where you can show guys that this is we can't do this. We can't do this. Mm -hmm. This is where you make this play. And I think he's going to value that. I think he's going to value that. It's an interesting time for a young manager when he's getting the chance to stand up in front of reporters and talk. Yeah, uh, he's taking the chance to say like every time is a chance to send a message, whether it's directly to the team or in a roundabout way to the, the fans as well. And Steve really, yeah, he just kind of goes for it. And I, I do appreciate that about him, although I would say and it was a weird time of day so not many reporters on there I would have liked a little more breakdown of what happened so we could sure. talk a little bit more about it so since Steve didn't provide that for us why don't we do it here let's talk a little bit more about what we saw was wrong in the game I think for me if I want to pull one thing a strap extrapolate one thing from this game it was the way that the defense was building out the back because there was just no cohesion going forward the midfield wasn't involved yeah. the forwards wasn't weren't involved and that's I felt a, a lack of connection building out the back and look you have John McCarthy, who will join us later. It's he's only a second game, second sure. competitive game with them, so he's working with a back four that has been chopped and changed as we rotate plus injuries. Yep, I think that played into it a lot. So I, if I'm going back to that, and I'm Steve, I'm like, you know, one thing we're going to work on this week: build-ups, so that everybody knows this is how we build. This is the options we have. Because if I have to put somebody in, and he already has. You guys are already dropped right in, and we can we can play the game from there. But the foundation was just all off for me. Yeah, I think, it, and it got worse with Hollingshead going down with injury. When you have to move Kellen Acosta to the back line, now you're you're even less fluid, and mm -hmm. you've I, I don't know how many times they've practiced with Acosta back there, um, but it's not something they work on regularly. Uh, our depth is being tested like it hasn't been tested all year, right? With Hollingshead going down, and now we have our fourth string center back playing. We have our third or fourth string left or right back playing. Mm -hmm. It's it's really going to be a test for us moving forward with all these matches in just a short amount of time. It's uh yeah the connectivity was an issue uh, g g as you said building out of the back the midfield making the right decisions so they can get it to the front three, mm -hmm. uh, staying organized communicating those kind of things just were not evident it was just everything was uh, um, scrambled so yeah. uh, certainly the conditions uh, the altitude which we'll talk a little bit about and falling behind early which is going to take the uh, the wind out of your sails. Uh, it will have an effect on that. But there were some positive signs in the second half where they started to grind and connect that, but it was so few. And you know they're capable of it, but it's just yeah. got to be how we've seen them all season where they repeat that. They don't, they don't get the goal. They come right back at you. Mm -hmm. They didn't do that at all. Yeah, a little bit of a moral victory. I mean, I think all of us fans were like, can we just get one goal so we have sure. something to feel good about and celebrate the rest of the weekend? I don't think the pros exactly think that way. But to Max's point, they did grind a little bit more in the second half, but just the lack of sharpness, the lack of quality was apparent. You can't, it's not a switch, man. You can't just turn it on, off no, and, and on. And we've seen it time and time again this season with LAFC with these slow starts and having to, like you said, kind of flip a switch or turn something on. And I think what we've seen over and over again, Steve Chirundula really pressing all the right buttons at the second half. We came out first five, 10 minutes really dominated, but then we went 10, 12 minutes without really doing anything. So slow starts. I mean, this was the slowest of For slow. Sure. Like I think the, to your point and, and flipping a switch on and off, they have been able to change games at halftime, but really there was something, there was a foundation to build off of. Yes. This game was just a complete dud. 
I will say uh, I saw a comment there that said, why, why did LAFC not take this as seriously when the Rapids had a open cup game? The Rapids did play an alternate squad, and I think that's what we'll talk a little bit more about it. But LAFC really put as good of a team in these open cup games, and I'm sure they will again now that they've made it to the uh, round of 16. So that we'll talk about the schedule too because it uh, it's imposing. So what is it? What, what was the reason for LAFC to look flat, for not being able to uh, be engaged and get anything out of this game? Was it fatigue? Am I saying this in order? Am I the right thing? You do whatever is it you focus? want. You got this. Is it fatigue? Is it worse? I, I Thank you very much to our producer. <laughs> it's a combination of things. And I don't, I'll start with I don't want to underestimate the effect of playing at altitude. I know it's not playing in La Paz, Bolivia, but this is altitude. You've got to adjust. Colorado play in this. So they are accustomed to playing in those conditions. I always like to use the breathing out of mouth test. Mm -hmm. yeah. When you see guys breathing out of their mouths, it's the altitude and it's playing a role. So uh, we talk to the coaches and the players and they, they try to downplay it, but it's there. And there's a reason teams like Colorado and Real Salt Lake have a home field advantage and why they do better at home considerably than well, you, they do away. You understand why they downplay sure. it, right? Because, yes, it's a thing. You can't get around it. It's just the way it is. Uh, but I think Steve said these are not excuses, but I'm just this is the reality that right. we, we worked in. The bigger thing, though, is just when you go down and the way that they went down, the, yep. the two goals in 20 minutes and dealing with the referee, when, you, when you're just stacking more and more things that are, like, are kind of out of your control on top right. of it, then maybe, yes, you start to lose focus. Because, yeah, I think, they, as Steve said, they really lost that game in the first 20 minutes. And maybe they went into it being like, yeah, I mean, I warmed up. The breathing's a little bit different. But I, I can I can truck through it as long sure. as me and my teammates are all linked up together. 20 minutes in, that was out the window. And, and honestly, a place that not a lot of teams do well. Colorado's 22 matches unbeaten it's now 22 matches I mean, unbeaten at they're home. They're very, very good at home. But I also think you mentioned it kind of in rehearsal, too. Maybe they just didn't get up for this match. You said yeah. it. It's a long season, 34 matches Tough. plus three or four Open Cup games and three or four playoff well, is it, matches. Is it not getting up for it or just, I mean, sometimes you just can't. It's yeah. not the, it's, well, you can't. But look, it, it's hard to get up week in, week out. And by the way, Puba the Grand, very optimistic, still winning MLS Cup. Don't trip, y'all. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right, relax, relax. And, it's and, a bad performance. And look, I know I'm getting a lot of heat for saying I agree with Ted Uncle's two calls, but I don't agree with Ted Uncle not giving Chicho that penalty. Wait, the chat has probably been waiting this whole start of the show to talk about referees' decisions, so let's right. talk about Wait, it. Wait, before we get there, I do okay. want to say this. It is very, because before we close the book on yeah. being able to bring it every day, in every walk of life, it's hard to come into work mm -hmm. and deliver and not have a rough day. In baseball, no one wins more than 100 games. No one loses more or the more the less than 60 games. Mm -hmm. every, that's that, that, that area where everyone has some rough days. Now, I've, I've done this show from the beginning. I haven't had a rough day, but that is the outlier. You know, some people are just get it above and beyond and deliver every time they are on the air or in a game. But that, again, is not for everyone. I'll probably have a bad show at some point. Not today, but that goes against the grain. But it's not for everyone. I just want to let you know. How many shows know. have you been on? Because there's a few that I didn't remember you even being here. About 15. A lot of them, right? Yeah, about all of them. No, but, uh, okay, the max okay. point. I was trying to def deflect yeah. off no, that of was no, it's, it's not. It's not automatic. You're right. Like, there's a reason why people talk about, are they up for it? But it's not automatic. You don't just right. show up and be like, all right, our quality shows through. You Sometimes have to bring it. Sometimes you early kickoff. Yeah, there's, right. a, there's this a lot. This, I don't feel good. Yeah, there's a lot going on. And there is a lot going We said going into May, this May is going to be the busiest time for LAFC. And so far, so good yeah. until today. But if you were going to drop any of the games, wouldn't this be kind of the one? It's not a bad one to drop. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, but look, again, speaking of dropping, Ted Uncle dropped the ball. 
on that no call with Chicho. Mm -hmm. I still think, and, and you said it earlier too. Well, let's, we were let's, let's rewind back. Let's rewind back. Exactly. The, the calls that he that basically put the game out of reach. Yeah. Kind of got right. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, but also by the letter of the law, he got him. Where was the AR with the flag up on John McCarthy's off the line? Mm -hmm. Right, that should have been called earlier. Maybe we don't go to VAR if McCarthy gets that save, changes the whole tenor of the game. Now we're we're one zero instead of two zero. Is the chat going hot now? No, or? yeah, Gomez Jr. MLS Cup final, LFC versus who cares? <laughs> That's the problem with MLS. We should care. We should care. Let's watch more MLS. LAFC fans, watch more MLS games. It, it is Who would you choose as main ref, Uncle or Penso? It is worrying that now so many people know these guys' names. That, right? That yeah. is a problem. That is worrying. But I will right. say, look, I agree with you, Scarf. Uh, if you got into the face of Pro and Ted Uncle and argued these calls, they would win because essentially there is enough data there to show that they shouldn't have done it. Poncho should not have shoulder barged, even though the ball was away. Uh, your foot is up and elevated. They're mm -hmm. going to call a penalty. If your feet are off the line... Uh, defending a penalty, even by a split second, they're going to make you retake it. So all three of them, he is technically right. My concern is when I watch these games and just the pedantic officiating, and it's everything's under the microscope, that's a huge problem. Yeah. They've got to minimize how much they VAR. It's supposed to help. It's not supposed to overwhelm a game, and it overwhelmed the game on Saturday. Yeah, yeah the, I mean, the rules were built in place when there was no such thing as even TV cameras. So everything is, it's its black or white. And I think now we're getting into the learning that it is more nuanced than that. Yeah. So when you sick VAR and everything, you really, it sucked so much air out of that game. Like the game was, it wasn't just over from a perspective of the scoreline. Like no one wanted even to really participate and or watch in that game that. with all those reviews. Yeah. And to your point, you have an AR, that he, the one job he's doing, so right? when a penalty is happening, the referee is at, looking at the spot and the kicker, he's keeping the guys outside of the, the penalty area. Then the AR, who actually moves closer, no, is no longer on the sideline. Right. He's standing literally on the goal line, just beyond the six-yard box. This he's is one of the, you had the one job kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. one job, guy, do that. We should not guy. have to go to VAR. <laughs> Call people guy. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know who guy. it is. We don't, want, we don't know the AR's name. Don't know but, the but like, but I don't, we, know, I should, we know the lead officials. I shouldn't have to go to VAR for that. Like, right. just Please just get it because then they had to rewatch it again and retake it. It's like if you, I, I still would have been a little upset if they would have been like whistle right away, right. Hey, redo it right away. It would have been a little seconds. more palatable, I think. Remember, I watched it three times. Seventeen seconds went off the clock before they whistled. Yeah, to we, go look at that. We again. went down the field and almost created a chance, didn't right. we? Imagine we scored. Right. Oh. Well, this is, look, oh, you, know, you know who loses in this when it's officiated this way are the officials. Yes. Because yeah. they get uh, neutered. For, like, well, no, because to your point, they're like, well, but by the law, we were right. We're like. Yeah, that's not the part we're arguing. It's your application. Yeah. Right. Like, get out of here. We you need a better to, application. I want these guys to have the humanity uh, yeah. where they go, it's a gut call. I'm going with it. Yeah. Well, let's not, let's not review yeah. this right at yeah. this moment. This is something that these officials will be minimized. I promise you, if we keep going further into that world of VAR, it's got to, you've got to say, we're not implementing it here. Yeah. Penalty, handball. Offside on a goal. That's where we're focusing. Yeah, let's yeah. not forget it is results-based, but ultimately this is supposed to be entertainment. And sure. MLS has a they, has an inter need, entertainment problem. If that was a game that you first – I'm going to watch my first MLS game and that was it? Ooh, yeah, it was a national game. Yeah. Look, I, I love the, the Juan Vargas in the chat, pro-rel for referees. I would love to see that. They're already pros. Juan right? so Vargas, man. My guy like there, that. he can stir the pot. I'm up and down from, like, love USL it, championship. I mean, and, they, they do that all in, right. in England. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I think it'd be bad, great. You have a bad weekend in the Premier League, you go down to the championship. And you Fans may never come lose back. because it almost becomes unwatchable. That yeah. game was close to. Agreed, agreed. Well, speaking of which, we don't know where the referees are going to be going from time to time, but where does LAFC go from here? We have four more matches in 14 days, two of them at home, and obviously the big derby coming up in the Open Cup, but 
where does LFC go? How do we pick up the pieces? How do we move on? We don't have a lot of time. We have Austin on Wednesday at the bank. I made a bad joke in rehearsal about Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> you, you did, but I Because I, I didn't it. exactly know what it was, Boba but I said, we need, to go, we need to go to that show. We need that chamber because we need to get guys healthy. And you told right. what's the, it was a, the name a back of the to tank. It literally is called like, back to, like back to action. Yeah, well, like, you know, back to is that they're a- Back to yeah, life, back to reality. Wow. Yeah. Okay, it's a thing. I'm well, can we get one of those? Yeah, I mean, I'm in, I need one. Are you excited for uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Very excited for it feels like there's, they do more shows on Tatooine than they do in New York City, but that's just one. I <laughs> well, how about Los Angeles? <laughs> uh, but my point is, and I don't want to harass the the performance department and the the medical crew because I do think they're doing a great job. But sure. like somehow we need some kind of magic to conjure up because we need Brian Rodriguez back, we need Ismael Tesori Shradi back, we need a more coherent backline that's yep. that's used to playing. Obviously, the one thing that we want to hear more than anything now is that Ryan Hollingshead has escaped long-term injury because yeah. Steve said they wouldn't know more until Sunday or Monday at the earliest, which right. is always scary. So I think that's something. And then just just some cohesion between the the, yeah. the midfield uh, to forward line because I'm watching this and I know that the, the coaching staff says like, look, we don't put a lot of things in place going forward. We don't put patterns because that kind of kills creativity. And I yeah. actually, I tend to agree with that, but some things like really hammer those principles so that guys know exactly where they're going because it doesn't seem like anytime soon we're going to have a starting 11 that's just going to be through, you know, through the rest of the sure. games. Sure. Look, I, when I open the door to my parents' house and you can smell the sauce on the stove, you can smell the home cooking, LAFC is going to smell that home cooking when they come back to the bank against Austin on Wednesday. I think there's something about being in front of 22,000 black and gold faithful screaming at the top of their lungs, the 3252 in the north end. There's something about being at the bank, defending the bank, and we take pride in that. Yeah. And I think we step up against Austin because Austin's going to come in and you know their owner's probably going to be talking a little bit and and they've been a little bit high on their haunches. Do you think McConaughey's coming? I hope so. Why not? Sure. He's, he loves LA. Uh, hey, you like the sauce. You like the sauce. <laughs> you like the sauce. Uh, Jerry Reynoso says we need to rest. Jerry, he just told you we have four games in 14 days. Yeah. No rest. Yeah. There is no rest. Yeah. <laughs> There's no right rest right after playing four games yeah. in 14 days. Uh, the health is the, is the issue, and you have to see if these guys are well because the depth, which was a strength, mm -hmm. has now been thinned out to the point where one more injury, you're going to play somebody out of position. We saw it with Kellen Acosta going it right back. Yep. Uh, when the midfield was not, struggling, you had to move Kellen Acosta. We talked about Tony Leone getting in there. They're not quite ready to throw him in there. Um, they were hoping that it wouldn't get, come down to that, that they would be covered well enough. Hopefully a couple of these guys are ready for Wednesday of the group that we mentioned, yeah. Escobar, Murillo. Mm -hmm. Um, I know some people mentioned Eddie Segura. He's not coming back yet, but he's getting a lot closer. And I think we'll see him maybe take a big step. Maybe summertime. Mm -hmm. We should see. So, uh, But for Wednesday and for these next four games, because uh, there's a busy schedule yep. for LAFC, they had a, a U.S. Open Cups obviously given a, a Wednesday game in three of the last weeks, yep. uh, including the one coming up next week against the Galaxy. It's just hard. Teams that play two teams two games in a week, don't get all those results. You've yeah. got to balance it. It's, they got to find that balance. Wednesday, Saturday for the next two weeks, yep. and one of those Saturdays not is an earlier game, so you lose a couple hours. Yep. Some travel as well. It just not everyone can play all those games. They can't. They if can't. Not, even if you had a fully fit squad, you're sure. still going to have to rotate. Now sure. it gets that much. The math and all the. I mean, Steve's head's got to be swimming. Yeah. Okay. So. Enough. Yeah. I know, we talked way too much about Colorado. Good thing you watched the game three it's times. It's amazing. <laughs> you didn't think there was a lot to talk about, but you peel back the layers. There's a lot. It's time to move on from Saturday's loss. Put it behind us. One of the best ways to cheer up is by putting on some music and letting your hips take over. <laughs>
Okay, Shakira. <laughs> Something Vince knows nothing about. I've seen him dance. Okay. Obviously, I am the best dancer on this panel. So now let's find out who the best in the LAFC locker room and possibly the worst is. Check out this week's Class of 22. Si Fuente. Si Fuente baila bien, ¿eh? ¿Quién? ¿Quién es el Leti. Leti baila horrible. Él piensa que baila bien. No, pero... No, no, no. Murillo. Yo. ¿Tú? Sí. Bailo. ¿Y el peor? Panchito. Panchito. Creo que Muri. El peor, Panchito. Tengo otro más. Ah, Ginela. Ginela. Franceschi. Tienes que conocerlo bailar, Franceschi. Well, I'm not so good, but I put, I put 110%. Latif. Christian Torres. Mala, I'll give it to Mala. He, he, Mala. Sometimes he's good and sometimes he's just funky. I will say, I, I think someone said you were the worst dance on the team. Me? Yeah. Dude, I get down. <laughs> Between Latif and Mahala. Do they have different dance styles? Nah, they kind of dance the same. But I'd probably give it to Latif a bit more. Latif? Yeah. Yeah, I gotta give it to Latif. Si puente. Si. Oh, Latif. Latif baila muy bien. I have to say, you gotta give like a little bit of credit to Poncho for just outing himself. He's right. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I but give 110. I, I could listen to Poncho speak all day. I yeah. love that guy. He's like a professor. Yeah. Uh, Latif's a good dancer, but sometimes when he dances at the stadium, it doesn't match to the music that's being played. So I don't think he's listening to it, and it kind of has to connect. Right. Not for that. Not for that dude, man. Right? He just goes his own way. That's what we what love about Eduardo Latif. Galeano said. Like football without fans is like music. Dancing without music, yep. so you gotta. It's important. So, I'm I'm the worst dancer on here. So I have. Is that why you're that. Oh, is that why you're trying to be really quiet? Oh, absolutely. I just want to be. I'm, I just want to be seen and not even heard right now. <laughs> People are also saying I'm the best dancer here, and I go that with. <laughs> it's not a high bar. You're Cuban. Is what you're saying. Not a high bar. No, I'm Cuban, so I can yeah. salsa and I can merengue. Yeah, and you can obviously say it correctly yeah. too. Merengue is the easiest dance, by the way. It's I very like easy. We can all do it. I like it on my uh, key lime pie. Ooh, meringue. meringue. Ah. See, you made the big, meringue joke, I made the salsa Cuban, joke. Cubans love good. meringue. They put meringue on everything. Big Fair. fan. All right, guys, from one class of 22 to another, don't forget to come back to the 110 Football Channel today at 4 for Angels Wear Boots. It's its new day and time. Megan Reyes hosts a star-studded panel, including former Canadian international Lauren Sesselman and the Angel City Chicks Amanda Philemon and Nina Kiefer. So you don't want to miss it. New day and time. Mondays. Mondays are the best great day to show. do the show. It's a I'm great like, show. Yeah. Tune in. They're, they're off to a great start, and they got a good rhythm going. They got into a groove much quicker than we did here on LAFC 360. <laughs> yeah. Shows don't often get moved because they're doing well. Right. This one did. We oh. were like, we got to get it earlier in the week because it's doing so well. They're great. All right, but let's move on to a new game that we're playing. It's called Nothing, Something, or Everything. So the three of us Sounds will be like a, a Morrissey song. <laughs> it does. Well, maybe right. he just got that in our head. He's going to be out here. Nothing or everything. Uh, we'll be given a topic, and we have to decide if it's nothing represented by this emoji, uh, if it's something represented by the cookie emoji, or that if makes it's sense. everything, which is the 100 emoji. Again, if you give something, you're like, hey, do you want I, a cookie? You're just kind of giving them something. I if it's it was something, great. I would have had a bite mark out of here, so it would have been something of a cookie. Max, we're, we're bound to the Apple, well, our Apple, the Apple overlords who only have so many emojis. 
We're not, still no moose emoji, correct? Still no moose emoji. Uh, we're working, that's criminal. We're working that's on that. Criminal. All right, let's let's go to our producer and get our get our first topic. Let's uh, let's see what we've got here. John McCarthy was the best player on the team on Saturday. Ooh. <sighs> okay. Ready? One, two, three. Hey. Oh, we all went. We all went well with something. Yeah. Why not? I'm curious. I thought somebody would have got gone everything because he definitely was the best player. He was, but look, all due respect to John, he's not going to see the the pitch as much as Maxime Cropo is. But I think it's something to know that now you don't have to think about it. You got a guy who's second. Look, how long? How many times have we struggled finding a, a backup keeper who could just roll it out there and go? We have that with McCarthy. That's definitely something. I I thought when Ilya came in, felt better about the team. So I would say he was the best player because he clearly made an impact. And John McCarthy. Um, as great he was with the, with the stops and so forth, it is, it's a tough to judge him because he shouldn't have seen that much work. Yeah. All but the he credit, was good. All the credit in the world for him coming into a, a tough spot in a regular season game. In a game like that, you need one yeah. of the off-field players to yeah. be your best player. And showing out, but we do not want another game where our goalkeeper makes five <laughs> no, or six not. saves in a game. No. All right, let's move on to the next one. Scarf, you pretty much hit all my points. That's, we're just, just on yeah. it. I like it. All right, what's our, what's our next one? Giorgio Chiellini to LAFC rumors. Oh, that one's tough. Okay. You guys got it? Got yeah. it. Three, two, one. Wow. We, we did, do it again. We didn't we did rehearse this, but we all got it's everything. We did it again. There's just too much there with the we, we just some of these reports. And we look at uh, Gazeta dello Sport and all that. We don't know. They're they're right a lot, but they're not right all the time. So they gotta sell papers, seems, man. It seems like it is uh the, the fact that this came up tells you that it ha- made me feel like it was legit because LFC wouldn't do this until all the all the elements are correct. All the elements seem right for a guy to come over here with TAM money. Yep. So it seems like it's his call. We'll see if he makes it. Yeah. And uh, it feels feels real. He played, what did you say, he played 17 minutes in the Juventus played game played 17 today. minutes his, his in honor of his, what, 17-year career, right? Yes. And, and I think you're feeling a little bit of what I'm absolutely feeling. I'm a huge fan of the Azzurri. I'm a big supporter of the Italian national team. And to have not just somebody from the Italian national team, but a guy of the, the, the likes of Chiellini come over, and now there's, he's wearing my favorite club's kit. Yep. Uh, just as a fan of the sport. Oh. I, I'm going to talk more about him later, just like kind of what he brings. But from the front office perspective, Max, like Max said, they're saying all the right things. Tam, yeah. not a DP contract. Yeah. Uh, we heard that, you know, they don't think they have to use him all the time. And yes, he is getting up there in age. But he did just play in the European, the European finals, so right. he can clearly play at a high level. Uh, but also, we're talking about what he can bring to just the overall presence. And you're not burning something because they're still going to get a DP. Everyone hates this move on, in the national media because I think they're under the impression he's going to come in and play every minute. He's not, yeah. right? right? He is a, a luxury player almost that you're getting at a pretty decent price. There's so many positives about him, the marketing aspect. Mm-hmm. It's Giorgio Chiellini. There's a connection to one of the big clubs in the world, which we said – uh, could help with the development of some of the players here. They have and a say, pretty hey, nice American see, player there at that yeah. big club. In if you the go world. to Juventus, you got to see what's happening in LA. It's it's pretty pretty good. So uh, I saw some people mentioning Paulo Dybala. I don't know if that's a great fit for LAFC unless it's the Carlos Vela role. But I would like to think Carlos sticks there. Yeah, I'd love Paulo Dybala. It's not going to happen. I'd love it. Right. All right, what do we got next? LFC shut out for the first time this season. Okay, you guys got it. Got yeah. it. Three. Two, one. Agreement again. No. No. 
Oh, you, you, There's some worrying you're going signs. big with this one. I'm going it's everything because I think we've started to see a little bit of some worrying signs about the connection between the back line to midfield to offense. I just feel like it's not firing right now, and part of that's been injuries. I think right. Steve would say, you know, I did not expect for Mahal to play this much, and he's giving you kind of as much as he can give yeah. you at this point. Yeah. Uh, but if Brian's going to be out for a longer point of time, you're going to have to start to really is he, think. Yeah, yeah is he's going to be out for a longer point of time. I think you're going to have to start rethinking because – I still think Carlos Vela is the most talented player in MLS. Yep. And right now, you're not even getting him on the ball. Um, he's not being goal dangerous. They obviously in Colorado moved him around to more of a 10, free-floating 10 role. Maybe they're going to have to start to rethink the way that they're, they're starting points if, if this continues to be a trend. So I, I just... I'm going to go everything because I, I, I want to stop it here. Let's let's get it out of the way. Let's not let this become a problem. Hashtag drop it. See, I think for the reason that you think it's everything is actually why I only think it's something. We are so injured right now. We are so out of sorts and in all three phases of our play. I know our midfield has been relatively healthy, but uh -huh. it, it's it's really put us out of sorts. And players like Brian Rodriguez and Ismael Tajiri Shradi and Franco Escobar, we've seen what they can do in limited time for our offensive production. Since we haven't had those three guys especially, I, I think it's it's only something right now. But it could be everything. Yeah, it's it's definitely something. Yeah, you see the Timbers scored seven goals in a game? Touchdown. I know. If the Timbers can score seven goals, Timbers can score seven goals. we should be it, able it, to score three in our right, sleep. Right. It's something because, look, we didn't even get a shot until very, very late oh. in that, that game. That was, so. again, another one of those things where it's like, can you just give us something? And yeah. just, there was nothing in there. So they have to respond. There's going to be a tired team, and they're going to have to get their heads straight after this defeat, which is, you know, definitely leaves a bad taste in your mouth. But this is something, and you just don't want to get into bad habits. You would love to see a quick response here. Health is going to be a big issue. But uh, if you're not healthy, you've got to find a way. And I, I love your, your take there on Mahala. This was supposed to be a guy that plays, uh, comes off the bench here and there, yeah, or right. plays energy, a couple. He can but play, now he's play in a, some rotation you're, games. You're leaning into everyone in a yeah. big way. They definitely need to get healthy. All right, final topic. Let's go. Let's see what. Something, nothing, or everything. There's another one. I'm ready. One more. Wednesday's match versus Austin FC. Yeah. Oh, we're. we're yeah, just go, go for it. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm in agreement. I think if I'm saying I'm worried about the offense this soon, then I think that this game is. We have to say that this game is a big game. And this yeah. is the two best offenses in the league. Yep. So if we're not, if you don't score a goal against Austin, it's a problem. Because mm -hmm. this is a game that you would say on on paper. Three goals in the game, four goals in the game. It should be a wild one. And if it doesn't seem to click into place against an Austin team that has been pretty leaky, then, yeah, it's worrisome. Well, and if we said it's okay, maybe okay-ish, to lose the game in Colorado, right. then it's because we have focused on this game, right? Like, we, we, we were okay with rotating against Colorado because we said we need to knock the Timbers out. It's a one-off. It's do or die. Yep. Fine. We go to Colorado. If we can get something out of that game, great. But then if you turn around and you drop points at home to the team that's directly competing with you, I know that Dallas has jumped up just above them, but they're right there behind you. We can't, you can't, you got to put everything into this. Look, defending the bank is what LAFC, that has been a motto for quite a while. There's a certain yeah, podcast. You stretch, yeah, you, come that, on. Uh, you're not, you're not kidding anyone. That moniker, right? Defending the bank. What, they're really what good looking though, guy on that show. What's his name? <laughs> Philly? Philly? Yeah, Philly. What I think is so important, though, is that you mentioned it. We're the two best offenses in the league. This is going to be a high-scoring affair. A little bit of MLS is after it? dark. Is it? is it? I don't it know. Both teams be. have been floundering a little bit no, with their I, attack. I think we write the ship. What is it? Chris Berman says, nobody circles the wagons. Like, well, nobody like Austin the FC? Right? Nobody <laughs> like circles the, Buffalo the Bills. wagons. <laughs> like LAFC when we know we're going to be playing yeah. again in front of the bank and the 3252. And and look, we 
We also, I said at the beginning of the season on Expansion Mansion, I don't think Austin's going to be that good, and this is going to be a match where we show them, look, this is what it means to be the class of MLS. Yeah, and uh, guys, we're going to take start taking some some viewer questions. So if you got questions for us, hopefully for John when he comes in, start getting those questions in the chat right Give now. Give us some questions. Uh, but I just to continue on kind of on that yeah. vein, because Austin, Austin is a huge game. It really is. Max Bredos will be on the call for that game, by the way. There you go. You know it's a big game when they play the big guns. Finally. With? You know you're plus Heath one. Heath Pierce. No Heath way. Pierce. Okay, guys. And Jordan Harvey on the set with Rogan you know, we had We're going four wide. It's going to be a great show. Be yeah, you, you know it's a big game when Max Bredos knows his plus one well ahead of time. <laughs> well, two days. <laughs> yeah, but this could set you up for so much, so much success, right? Because, again, after that, you travel on the road, this time to an Eastern Conference team where you can say, Maybe we don't necessarily need that because guess what? Wednesday again, huge derby, huge derby, uh, remember, knockout game. We've only ever done well in the one game, right? And the only, only knockout game, game only played, one right? game. I mean, Galaxy can hold hold that over us, but the That's fact a, that you can you can pull that off in all all the big games that matter is the most important thing. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. Know, I know, I know. You just let me finish. I, was, I just didn't want to forget <laughs> it, but uh, actually, I did forget it. But no, <laughs> <laughs> look, it's the it's the taco derby. A lot of people are saying right, I know. the taco cup right now between Austin. Right? and LAC. I remember what I was going to say. You remember? I remember what I was going to say. I like that Juan Vargas says that Philly is a smoke show. <laughs> <laughs> Philly, clip that. Where can we get that for Philly? Right? Oh, man. Uh, maybe you rest. Maybe you play a lot of the youngsters in Columbus. Remember, I'm not comparing the U.S. Open Cup to the CONCACAF Champions League, but New York City FC and Seattle did that to make sure they had their best squad for the CONCACAF Champions League. You're now facing the LA Galaxy, round of 16, the Open Cup. The, a trophy's within sight, so you can go for it. So maybe Columbus is a spot where Tony Leone or Christian Torres or Danny Masofsky starts or Cal Jennings gets bigger minutes so you can rest those guys for a big Wednesday after, sure. Wednesday evening the following week. All right, I'm going to wrestle it back because we've got the man that we've been waiting for. He had a great debut against Orange County SC and then was the man of the match in Colorado. It's, it's the man himself, Jay McDaddy. John McCarthy is joining us. There he <laughs> is. John, how are you doing, man? What's up, guys? How's everything going? All right, all right. Uh, well, you know, we as, as you are probably feeling it today, we could be better, um, but we're very happy to, to get to talk to you. I, I'm sad because the one day that I missed the podcast is the day that they had you on, and you were phenomenal, and I, <laughs> and I caught some strays in that podcast too. But yeah. let, me, let me just start you off, John. Uh, when you have a performance like that, I feel like this is the one time you get to feel like uh, the forward that when, like, the rest of his teammates are scoring, but he doesn't score and he's, like, kind of down, I think you kind of probably feel like you had a good game, but you lost. And so it's, like, it's hard to be excited for yourself after a game like that. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's kind of like one of those weird feelings um, where, like, uh, you, you try to do everything you can to help the team and, and uh, to give it your all. And, like, I think I've said before in an interview yesterday, we started a little slow and, that's where we, we got we got burnt. So it was a bit unfortunate for, for the, the squad on that day. John, I'm curious, what is the conversation between you and the referee when the, they're, they're going to review your feet not being on the line? Uh, what What is that? How do they approach you with that? And what what, what kind of conversation is that like? It's a weird rule. Um, because, we agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I tweeted it out before, like, the rule needs to change. And then... Another thing I said is sometimes I'm going to sure appreciate VAR and other times I'm going to hate it. So I definitely didn't like it on that day. Hey, how would you but, like it? How would you like it to be changed? I mean, is it okay? I mean, because I, obviously there's so many restrictions against goalkeepers that you need a little leeway. Yeah, I mean, so so the rule states that you got to be on the line when the kick's taken. 
And I, I was trying to tell um, Ted that I told multiple refs that before. If you've seen any videos of, of me out there, like I can, I, there's no rule says I can't start behind the line. Mm-hmm. So, so if I start behind the line and, and I get some movement, then my step will be on the line instead of in front of the line. And um, that was something I was trying to explain to Ted. And I was like, Ted, hey, listen, like I wasn't yelling at him in any way. I was like, hey, the rule state you got to be on the line when it's taken. There's nothing that you can say that you can't be behind it, but you can't be in front of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's what I was just trying to tell him. And I've had a couple of conversations, but what I'd like to change is um, I'm not the biggest fan of VAR anyways. Like I've said, I've said that before. And then uh, the other thing is it, it's a free shot from 12 yards out. I think there should be some type of leniency or some type of way for the goalkeeper. I think the percentage is almost 80% of the time a penalty kick take their scores anyway. So there should be some leeway for a goalkeeper um, in, in that aspect. And people might think it's a biased opinion, but like I said, I've talked about it before, and it, it's definitely at a huge, huge disadvantage, especially when you you make a save or you have the opportunity to make a save and it gets retaken. And then Rubio's second one was unbelievable anyway, so it didn't really matter at that point. <laughs> yeah, John, it's Scarf here. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. I, I want to talk to you about your mindset when even facing PKs. You actually guessed right on all three of the PKs that you saw. Like you mentioned, no one was saving that second one from Rubio. It was top bins, unreal. But... What's the mindset that you go into? How much of it has to do with what you've studied, what you look at, versus just what you feel there in the moment? Talk to us about how you know which way to go and what to do on PKs like that. Yeah, uh, you hope to never face a PK. <laughs> right. Um, or two. Yeah, or three. Or three, or three. yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and, but I, there, there's some film and some, some data on some guys and stuff like that, but I try not to look into that much, uh, that stuff too much, honestly, because it's a game and there's certain moments where maybe a guy shoots nine times out of 10 to to his left or nine times out of 10 to his right. And all of a sudden in the game, you go, wait a second, I don't think he's going to shoot to his favorite side. And you kind of get a feel for it. And he just, it's kind of just like a game thing. You just, no, I'm going to go to my left and go go to my right. You know, I don't want to overthink it. I don't want to over explanation. There's no real magic behind it. And how much how much of the experience you, you took a ton of PKs and open cup play, if you look back on your career, you've really faced a lot of them there. Do, do you feel ever comfortable back there? Or is it always just kind of a, a 1v1 kind of crapshoot? Like I said, uh, <laughs> there's like 80% chance the guy's going to score. So there's not much favor in, in, in a goalkeeper's way. So you, you, you go out there and you just give it your best chance, your best effort, your best feel. Um, and hope that you, in a shootout, you hope you save one, two, great. Um, in a game, you just hope you get to save the one if there's a PK in the game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we love Jordan. He's just so matter-of-fact that he's like, I'm just going to, as you said on the unquote. podcast, you're like, I'm an open book, man. I'll, I'll let you guys know whatever you want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a guy that's going to beat around the bush too much. You know, I'm just, <laughs> you ask me, I'm going to tell you how it is. I'm yeah. not, not going to beat around it. Well, John, we're, we're live on YouTube, so we have a chat going. There's a lot of LFC fans, and they're, they're loving you. They, they, they're saying Herculean effort. Uh, but one of the fans has asked uh, if you talked with Maxime after the match at all, like, you know, the goalkeeper's union. How do you guys talk about it? What I want to know is also did you guys talk before the match? Like, how do you guys help each other out? Because I know that you're kind of teaming up. You always team up on, the, on these types of things. You're saying for – like, before the, yeah, before the Colorado match, before the Colorado match, did Maxime have any words for you? And then after the game, because again, it was such a weird thing. Did you guys kind of chat about it? No, Max is great, man. Uh, before the game came out to me, he goes, "Enjoy it, enjoy the moment," um, and I wish you all the best. Like he, we we train together every day, we work hard every day, we push each other every day. Um, I have his back every time he steps on the field. 
Um, and and uh, it goes a long way to that he, that he is my backer in, in the moments I've gotten this year. So he, he said that to me before. And then after the game, he came out to me and he goes, hey, keep your head up. Um, is what it is. <laughs> you know, he's not keep your head up and keep going, I think he said. Or, uh, yeah. So this, he, Max is great. He's a really, really, really genuine person and, and a great goalkeeper to have on this team and real training. So we talk all the time and it's, it's good. It's really, really good to have. John, I want to get you off soccer for a second because Max Bredos and I had a, had a bit of intel from training that leading up to the Philly game, there was a possibility that you were going to get a Philly cheesesteak flown in with from Ca- Philly. With David Cameraman. With David Cameraman, and it fell through. How does that fall through? So how does that fall through? How upset are you, and what was your order? All right, all right, all right. So it didn't, <laughs> it didn't fall through. It got pushed back. Oh, okay. Um, it got pushed back. We're still going to do it. We're still going to order cheesesteaks. Um, but we have to do it at the appropriate time. Uh, when we have, I think we're going to try to do it around the international break and stuff when there's not as many games and much uh, intense training because of the, the, the international window. Oh, come on. That's not fuel. The cheesesteaks fuel, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm from Philly. I love cheesesteaks. <laughs> hey, wait. Wait. And, John. Have you had a cheesesteak you found in L.A. that could sur- could pass as one you have in Philly? Or is it like, no, I will not have one here. They just don't make it. Because call me. I know this is not – you're going to ha- hate me for this. But I figured you grill the, che- the steak, you put some cheese on it and all that, and you can imitate it a little bit. Or is that impossible? No. So, I, like, I, I'm not a guy that's like, oh, you got to get a cheesesteak and only a cheesesteak in Philly. But 98% of the time you go to somewhere else and on the menu it says Philly cheesesteak. It's not a Philly cheesesteak. It's not <laughs> a good cheesesteak. And, and like, I always want to be like, should I get it? Should I try it? And, and it's not. The, the, the roll is something different. You know, the people back home say it's in the water, and, and that's what makes a good roll. I, I, but th- th- there hasn't been a place out here that I've heard of that's caught my eye or that has been like, hey, you got to shoot or get, get out to this spot. And I haven't found a good, a good spot yet. And, so. Let's start a restaurant. Let's start a cheese. Come on. We can do yeah, it. Yeah. There's talks, you know, Max Steaks or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. Someone at the game or something, you know, Max Steaks truck, yeah. Cheese uh, Steaks. Max, hey. Max, Max and Max. You know, 3252. We'll get them a couple of cheese steaks before the yeah. games, and I'm sure they're a little buzz during the game. We'll get them a cheese steak after the game. Well, they're going to be taking some naps then, you know, with all those cheese steaks. <laughs> John, you, you've been an awesome sport. we got to let you go in a second. But before you go, what is the cheese steak order for, for all the LFC fans yeah, out what there? How, how does John McCarthy take his cheese steak? I'm just American without – I'm a plain cheese steak, dude. I'm not like one of those dudes that gets, like, all the works and the peppers and all the onions now. So I'm American without. That's it. It's all plain, good cheese steak, give me a good roll, I'm, and it's chopped up. I don't like the slabs too much. There we go. I like it. Yeah, yeah I love the specificity. The man knows what he likes. Uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, cheese steak orders are tough to come by. So. <laughs> He's a simple man when it comes to cheesesteaks. Well, John, so awesome for you to join us. Live show. I know you had training and all that, everything going on, but I'll tell you this, uh, just by looking at chat, everyone loves having you here, and we feel very, yeah. very safe whenever you are in the net. So, Great performance, and we hope next time we get you out there, we get, uh, you know, one of those, like, 5-1 performances again, something like that. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you for the time, and hope i see you guys soon. Oh, Thanks, looking forward Thanks, to John. it. Thanks, guys. We could have got that question in there about changing your jersey name to J-Mac Daddy. That could be something. Maybe. That could be something. Hey, maybe when the, hey. those LFC jerseys, you know the goalkeeper jerseys are going to be in that HQ store oh, sometimes. So maybe some of you should all consider putting that on the back of your jersey. I will say this. When you're in Philadelphia, being, you know, I haven't been in a while, but you have a couple, you know, have a couple pops. You get a little yeah. hungry. 
and you have one of those cheesesteaks, mm-hmm. it's the spot. It so hits the spot. The uh, the chat has been just live this entire show. But want to remind the chat, if you want to have your questions answered coming up soon here on the show, get at us with those questions in the chat. It's just about time, and you guys have already been buzzing the whole time. So, get, yeah. When yeah, he says without, it means without whiz. Without whiz, right? whiz right? no, yeah. but you can put the you can put those red pe- the, the pepper sauce, which I would. I right. like it spicy, right. and then the onions, and then um, go to YouTube. There's some. There's a guy just making cheesesteaks. You'll, you'll get really hungry though. Did we have any? You know what? But I like the peppers. I like the peppers. I had a question Lots that was sent peppers. to me via uh, via Instagram. Somebody was asking. Look, Ox about... says going to have the J Mac cheesesteak on the menu for the food truck. Yeah, there we go. I like it. Uh, somebody somebody was asking if we thought that Danny Trejo could be the answer. Oof to what is going on with LAFC right now. And uh, I said, I'm not so sure, because I feel like what we've been hearing is that Izzy and <laughs> onions, Brian with onions. should be back soon. I know the, the chat was climbing us a little bit because right. they were saying, everyone seems like they should be back soon. Eddie said we've been right, s- right, right. saying they should be back soon. My thing is this, I don't. the only thing that I don't know about is how you fit in with um, his contract and moving spots around, because he's not signed to an MLS contract. Right. So that's the one one big thing. And then. I don't know. Does he, to to you guys, is is he all that much different from a Mahala who's getting up to speed? Like, is is he going to be that much of an improvement on Mahala? If we're talking about switching out that role, right? Mahala is essentially our fourth striker. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about Ismael Tadrishrod and Brian Rodriguez being healthy, mm-hmm. maybe you switch out a Mahala for a Danny Trejo or for a Nathan Ordaz, someone like that that we might be able to see. I, I think maybe that's what we can get out of this, but. I think you've hit the nail on the head a couple of times. We talked about we're not even getting service to the front line right. with the quality that we needed to. I think that's that's where we're seeing the real drop off. Steve Trindlo said, it goes, uh, the play of the guys determines if you get into the starting 11. Mm-hmm. Danny Trejo keeps banging in goals for Las Vegas. They're gonna, there's going to be an opportunity for him here. Yeah. He's been great. He's been clinical. Yeah. Uh, and it's something to watch. Ordaz is a guy who's going to have a – a quicker trajectory, I think. So if he starts playing well and he started playing with Las Vegas, then he could uh, he could find a spot here. That's how highly they think of him. There's a question. Is Max Bredov sleepy? Am I? Do I look sleepy? Do I look uh, sleepy? Last week you did say that for some reason this set makes you sleepy. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, know that's understand right. because there's bright, bright lights everywhere. I was, everywhere. Say, yeah. I was, I, I was out on the beach a lot, so I feel a little – but oh, I feel yeah, good. Beach, that Beach Life Festival. That Beach Life Festival went for the run on Sunday. Out. Jump in the water every Sunday. That cold Pacific water, it's been great. Max was blood flow. Max was moshing to Cheryl Crow. (laughs) So it just, you know, that takes it all out of him. Uh, Somebody asking, does beating Carson in the Open Cup make up for losing to them? I mean, I've already said it, absolutely. If you can win, you can win the game. At their their place? Yeah. Yeah. At their place? Yeah, it's not just at their place, but regardless, if it was at our place, it's the games that matter. It's a knockout. Yeah. The Galaxy like to to clown on LAFC fans by saying, oh, you guys celebrated Supporter Shield, which is, in fact, a real trophy meant for the entire season. But then they want to have the fact that they're able to beat us in games that technically aren't of consequence compared to a playoff game in Open Cup. So, yes, it, it will make up for it. Yeah. You'll have oh, a little definitely. bit of bragging rights. Look, anytime you beat Carson, it I don't know if it ever makes up for a loss, right? But it makes that win that much sweeter, right? So the idea is, though, to get that monkey off of our back to finally beat that team in Carson, that would be huge. Uh, Johnny had a question in the chat, too, about Pancho Ginella, maybe his – his status on the team, if he's going to get traded or sold or whatever it might well, be. We could probably roll it into Jesse's question. What's the starting midfield for Austin? Ooh. We're putting this together. Okay. I think you got to go. The, the, Ilie, the players that we think Kellen, have been the top. Sifu. Sifu. Ilie, yeah. Kellen, Sifu would be mine. I mean, hopefully you don't have to play. If you have to play Kellen at right back, that throws everything up. Right. Poncho, and someone said in there, it just seems like he keeps, he's not finding that we're using him in different spots. And I agree. 
But here's the thing. After a while, you got to say it's not it's not on us for using him differently. It's got to be on Poncho because he plays against Orlando. He plays as an eight, which I don't normally like him so much as an eight because he's not so athletic. Picks up a yellow card early. That's a nervy game. It's end-to-end, and he can't really fit in. Fine. So then against Colorado, you say, hey, play the six. You can sit back a little bit farther, work on your passing, right. show us how you can pass. And he doesn't dictate the game the way Ilya does and then also doesn't break up the game back the way Ilya does. And you could say, to be nice to Poncho, Colorado was – going directly over. Like Steve pulled out Ilya and said, well, you know, Philly was going directly over, so we took him out. So, yes, we can say that, that Poncho maybe deserved better, but, again, at a certain point, you got to just say, well, what is he doing yeah. to, to, re, to put himself in, inject himself into the game? And I think we've talked about it on the show several times. Latif, whether he starts or comes off the bench, he can give you something different no matter how you use him and no matter – Look, some people were saying in the chat, maybe Latif starts it mm-hmm. at right back, or we'll see what happens there. It's, yeah, it's interesting. He doesn't love it. It's a, right? I, I see the Poncho people are feeling like they should cut bait here, but uh, this is a guy that they've developed. There's a there's a connection to him, and they want to see him. He's still a very young player, and I, I want you'd like to see him get a few more chances before any decision is made. Uh, he's been put. This is a tough game for him to be put into, right? Yeah. This is a game where no one performed. So, yeah, while he didn't play well, he, there wasn't a lot of help around there. So yeah, he's we, not alone. We saw that great heel kick. Uh, was that in – which game was that? Was that the – Yeah, a couple uh, matches Philadelphia, yep. Yep. the yep. Minnesota game. Minnesota. Yep. The Minnesota game, that when he's in a good spot where you can do it, he can provide some good moments. So, he uh, has quality. You've got, to, you've got to stay with him. This is uh, the, the, the scouting department for the South American players has hit the mark more often than not. Uh, they're not going to hit the mark every time, but I, th- I still think there is a connection there that you want to pursue. Yeah, he has quality, but maybe it just it's and, not going to work out. And it's got to be hard being know. five deep in the midfield where he doesn't get that consistent burn mm-hmm. that he would want to. So, All right, guys, great questions as always, but it's winding down. The fourth official is holding up the board. It's into stoppage time. Let's do our stoppage time. A lot of people in the chat, so maybe you're new here. Stoppage time is our chance to just basically go at a topic without producers saying, no, we can't do that. We just get to pick whatever we want and go for a minute and just rant and rave. Yep. So stoppage time, Scarf, you are kicking us off. What do you got? Look, my stoppage time is that LAFC has to get through this gauntlet. We've talked about what it has been like in May. We just played four matches in 14 days. We're about to play four more in 14 days. And frankly, I got to be honest, I'm not too worried about it because two of them are going to be at Bank of California Stadium. The third is going to be a derby. And the fourth, like you mentioned, Columbus. Maybe we get to rotate the roster a little bit, play some young kids, play some of the guys that don't get a lot of burn. But we have to get through this gauntlet, picking up as many points as we can Eight matches total in May, seven matches total as of right now in June and July combined. So this is the big one. This is our test for the season. You don't necessarily lose the Supporter Shield or win the Supporter Shield in May. But if you rack up enough points and if you keep doing what you're supposed to do, it puts you in a really good position for the rest of the season. So, boys, we got to get through the gauntlet. Four more matches in 14 days. Let's get as many points as we can and let's keep going in the Open Cup. There we go. All right, so I'm up next. In my stoppage time, we're going to go back to the Giorgio Chiellini topic, but let's let's actually talk about Giorgio Chiellini, oh. the soccer player, and how he plays. I'm going to go right at you, Charlie Davies. You were on extra time, and you said Whoa. LAFC wants to play 1v1 and play a high line. Giorgio Chiellini is a big mistake, and I'd say, how did Italy play in the Euros, my <laughs> guy? Uh, they took on Belgium. 
then Spain, and then England. In the final, they played a high line in every respect. This is not your usual Italy team. Uh, they definitely won it in a different way, and that was what was the, such a big deal for Italy in the Euros, was the fact they were playing a high line with Bonucci and Chiellini, and they both put on a masterclass. So look, Chiellini, is he old? Yes. Is speed going to be a problem? No. It's never been his game. Speed has never been his game. He's about reading the game. He's physical in the right ways, sometimes a little bit overboard. But look, MLS is a physical league, so no one's going to get one over on there. But here's something that no one has pointed out. That Keep an eye on this. He's left-footed. Left-footed center backs are gold. Why? Because you can put a guy in his natural position. The way you play the ball out wide to the left or play the ball forward, the angles are a little bit better there. Pep Guardiola himself is always looking for a left-footed center back. So if Pep's doing it, I don't see why it wouldn't work in MLS. And again, back to Max's point, we're hearing all the right things. It's not DP. He's not going to have to play every game. And then just the added marketing value, the value to your training, the value to you on a world marketplace. If Giorgio Chiellini calls Pavel Nedved at Juventus and says, hey, I've been training with this kid, Mamadou Fall. He's pretty good. You might want to take a look. I guarantee you, Pavel Neved will be taking a look. So yeah. there's a lot into it, but Giorgio Chiellini, first and foremost, is still a top defender, and especially if he doesn't have to play every day, he can make things happen for LAFC. Playoff time. Look, our, our venerable producer, Chris, is in my ear ready to make fun of you, but what he doesn't realize is I am is that right a there with flag you, my just friend. Went by? Absolutely it was. I think you hit the nail on the head. Imagine... Imagine being, yeah, bring it around again. There it is. There you go. Oh, wow. yeah. Imagine a, being 19 years old and being able to learn from Giorgio Chiellini like Mamadou Fall can. This is going to be huge. That was a, a great speech you made. That should be the send-off speech for Italy when they go to Qatar. Oh. How dare you? How dare you? Get out. I was going to walk off this stage. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe Giorgio Chiellini says, hey, Pavel, you got to see this LAFC 360 show. It's amazing. There you go. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he'll be a guest. Maybe we'll get him Rai 1. Yes. Okay. My stoppage time is uh, a loss can still be valuable. And I think we heard it from Steve Trundolo at the end of the game. He said, and it was no nonsense. He goes, we're getting back to L.A. Monday training, Tuesday training. We should have asked John McCarthy how, t- how hard the training was today. It probably was pretty challenging. This is something where, where many coaches, as I said earlier, say, just get this out of your mind and throw it away. Uh-uh. You look at this, and you have very valuable tape that you can show the players. Don't do this. This is okay. This is what you have to do. And just to remind them that this is we're far from a finished product, that this is a club that still has a lot of growth, and in order to meet the expectations, which seemed like they were a little more attainable a few days ago, it's still going to be a grind. You, you can't put your take your foot off the pedal. You can't get into a rut where one loss becomes two. So... This is, a, this is a valuable process. Nothing's wasted here. It's like you, you don't leave any meat on the bone. You get that meat and you use it and you put it back in and you make a nice sandwich with it. I like I it. I thought you were saying put the meat back That's, on the bone. No, no, right? get the meat and then make a chicken salad. Make a Philly cheesesteak. Make a Philly cheesesteak with there chicken. You know. So it's Oh, good. I would say John McCarthy, the one thing that definitely never goes on a Philly cheesesteak is chicken. Chicken. Yeah. A yeah. lot of people asking that they want this show two hours. Are you, two are you hours? crazy? That's a, a long show. Max, you thought Max was sleepy. He's not going to make it. Yeah, I can't do two hours. <laughs> yeah. He might be the best dancer, but I don't know. Plus, I have to do a wardrobe change. All right. Well, I hope you got- enjoyed this Judas Priest that I saw at the Shrine Auditorium a few weeks ago. I got this shirt. <laughs> they want us to go into extra time. The show is not going to be two hours, unfortunately. Uh, it's another jam-packed week here at 110 Football. No one, nothing on the one on the YouTube uh, on the YouTube thing? Nothing? What, no? no joke? YouTube? No, you, you when it, remember when it showed up on your phone? You right. 
It was a good joke. All right. Oh, yeah. Saw. No, that was good. We just All got right. that free song. Oh, with that album? Yeah, album? now you guys are into it. All right, whatever. Hey, I didn't know guys, it was about Joey Ramone. I will probably listen guys, to it. Guys, today again. at 4 p.m., it's Angels Wear Boots. At its new day and time, Megan Reyes is joined by former Canadian international Lauren Sesselman and the Angel City Chicks. Amanda and Nina are here to talk about Kristen Press scoring a beauty. So they'll break down that big road win for Angel City. And then Wednesday, we are back at the bank in person. LAFC gets a chance to wipe that bad taste out of their mouth as a host. Austin FC, come join us at the Pepsi Plaza just to the side of HQ and be a part of the show. And the action does not stop there. The black and gold quickly turn around and hit the road again on Saturday as they travel to Columbus. Join myself and Connor Klopsis for the watch party. Those are always a lot of fun, and you never know who might join us. Maybe, what was your big Joe? Mean Joe Viterbo. Mean Joe From v- Death. V- Wait, it was Viterbo? Viterbo. But you said Viterbo. Yeah, well, you got to punch it all together. Ah. David Carradine. Well, Sylvester Stallone was in that. Okay. Do you think that excites anyone? No. But watch it. It's a classic All sci-fi. Right, well, check that out. 1970s. But if you want a longer show, just watch it again. We'll see you then. Or is the LAFC? Hi. I'm Francisco Chinella, and you have to follow One Team Football.